Secret transmission intercepted. The Jedi Council has intercepted an encoded transmission of General Grievous. However, Republic intelligence officers have failed to crack the new encryption code being used by the droids. Fears escalate that the Separatists are about to mount a major offensive. Having located the source of the transmission deep in Separatist space, the Jedi plan a counter-strike to capture an enemy decoding chip, which will allow them to understand the transmission and thwart the Separatist plot. Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar, welcome to the 170th, excuse me, 170th, delightedly distracted by D-Squad episode of Mandovision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Make sure you're reaching out to us on social media, it's a great way to interact with us, tell us what you're thinking, feeling, enjoying about Star Wars, find us at, at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, mandovisiontom at gmail.com, for your long-form thoughts. They welcome those as well. Please be sure to like, subscribe, share, and follow the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? Welcome back. We're kicking off a new arc for Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 5. And this is uh, this is sort of a, 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 a much maligned uh, uh, episode, a series of episodes, I should say. This is the infamous D Squad episodes uh, that that focus on uh, specifically R two D two, and and you know a couple of other astromechs and and some crazy adventures they get into uh, in in the, in, a, in a mission, in a covert mission uh, against the separatists trying to get back to the Republic, and shenanigans ensue. Uh, I honestly. Again, like I said, it's much maligned. I really do enjoy these episodes. We are pro-droid on this podcast. We believe in, in, in droid rights and droids as a valid life form. And we support everything droid. And because, let's, let's be honest. Is there a Star Wars fan out there that doesn't want a droid in their life? That You, would, you wouldn't like to have a, a counterpart like R2-D2, like BB-8? Maybe even like C-3PO if you're, if you're kind of into chattiness. I mean, having a droid, that would be pretty cool, man. I think that's uh, that's right up there. I mean, listen, as, as far as, like, best friends to have in, in, in a Star Wars context, like, Chewbacca is still, like, A number one. Like, he's the best. Having your, having a Wookiee best friend, that's pretty rad. 
I don't think that can be topped, at least not in my opinion. But but I'm a dog lover, so you know, Wookies and dogs just kind of it's a whole uh, simpatico thing going on there. But Droid is next. You woof, having a Droid buddy? I think that's a good good route to go. I I, I adore the Droids, and and again, uh, these 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 four episodes that we're going to be spending some time with in the next couple of weeks are, are fairly infamous. Ah, uh, but but if 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 it makes any uh, uh, matter to you if it means any if there's any importance to, to attach to this the second installment a sunny day in the void which again is probably the most maligned of all the episodes in the series is also the maker's favorite that is right George Lucas himself has said that a sunny day in the void is his favorite episode of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Now is he messing with people? Is he joshing? I don't think so. We know his affinity for droids. I mean, he made up a whole new word. Droids. <laughs> the man loves droids. I, I totally buy it. I'm into it. I, I love that energy that he's putting out there. Excuse my pen click. I was right into the mic. My goodness. Unprofessional. Anyways. So, yes, we do like these episodes. Uh, they're going to be... These might end up being some of our shorter podcasts because uh, other than, than listening to, to, to Colonel Mieber Gascon talking, you know, it's just a lot of beeps and boops in these episodes. And, and you know, I don't know how much beeps and boops I'm going to record for the, for the show. But we're going to do our thing. We're going to keep the format as is, as much as possible. And speaking of, of Colonel Mieber Gascon, he is basically the only... Uh, biological life form, in especially in these first couple of episodes, um, and we spend a great deal of time with him. He's a Zilkin from the planet Great Zilk, and, and and this is our first time meeting that this this particular species. Um, there is another uh, Zilkin mentioned in the time of the Resistance, uh, but that was in in, in a uh, I think it, I can't remember if it, was a, if it was a comic or if it was a novel, but it was it was a, a Rose Tico. Uh, supporting story, and, and there was another Zilkin uh, supporting character in that book. But this is one of the one, this is the first time that we're getting to meet a Zilkin, and we are meeting a a a a, a thirsty <laughs> a thirsty Zilkin as is as he wants to climb the ranks uh, as fast as he can, and we we get into some fun stuff with him in in the in the second episode in particular. Uh, but yeah, so so brace for. Colonel Mieber Gascon over the course of these episodes. I, I also want to talk about uh, the, the droids themselves that we get to spend a lot of time with uh, because there's R2-D2, obviously. Now, what's, what's interesting about a lot of this, and we will play the opening clips here from, from Mace Windu speaking and Gabber, Gabber Miescom, uh, I'm sorry, Mieber Gascon addressing the droids, is, is that most of these droids that we're meeting are the droids of Jedi Knights with, with one exception. And, and we will talk about that, too. So let's go ahead and meet our droids. Again, R2-D2, who is with Anakin Skywalker. We get to meet uh, QTKT, who is Ayla Sakura's astromech. M5-B2 is the droid of Terra Sanube. And U9-C4 is Thangala Jur. Now, the other droid that we will meet is a pit droid. Now, we're very familiar with pit droids, though we haven't spent a lot of time with pit droids that are uh, as effusive, as communicative, as... Whack 49, and he belongs, or is with, I shouldn't say belong, we don't want to treat droids like property, not a fan of that. He is with Clone Commander Neo, and and he is sort of the, the, the foil for all of Mieber Gascon's bluster 
if you will. He's the one who kind of calls him out. Now, I, I don't. I think Wack Forty Nine kind of gets off on on the wrong foot here with a lot of the fans initially because he kind of comes off as as uh, uh, a little a little a little uh, overbearing. <laughs> he's he's overarching. He's he's trying to be more than he is, which is okay. But he comes off a little strong, and especially in this first episode. But I think by the time we get into the second episode in, in the series, uh, we have a better idea of who Wack is, and I think we like him, and we like that he is sort of the one who is able to verbalize uh, when Gascon is, is being a bit much. And, and that is really what this episode is, is, is going to spend a lot of time with because our Jedi fortune cookie for this week, and actually, let, let's go ahead and do all the propers first before I get into the fortune cookie, but, it, it, you know, Wack and, and, and Gabber, Mieber Gascon are sort of tied into this Jedi fortune cookie for the week. So let's go ahead and talk about it. This is Season 5, Episode 10, Secret Weapons. Our original air date was December 1st, 2012. Our plot. R2-D2 joins a team of Republic droids known as D-Squad, led by Colonel Gaskin. Their mission? To steal an encryption module from a Separatist dreadnought. Our voice cast this week. Steven Stanton is Colonel Mibor Gaskin. Ben Diskin is WAC-47. Matthew Wood is the Battle Droids and the Super Battle Droids. D. Bradley Baker is... Dr. Gobchower and the super tactical droid Ut-O, Out-O, A-U-T-O. How do you want to say it? I say it Out-O. Terrence T.C. Carson is Mace Windu. And Tom Kane is our narrator. So yeah, that uh, I'm sorry, this episode written by Brent Friedman, directed by Danny Keller, and our Jedi fortune cookie for the week. Humility is the only defense against humiliation. And again, Gabber Miskum. Oh my God! I'm getting the G's and the M's mixed up. Mieber Gaskin is—he's—he's he's a bit of a blusterer, right? He's got a lot of bravado for for someone um, of short stature. <laughs> and again, you don't again judge me by my your, my size, do you? No, no, no. We do not do that. But uh, uh, that's, uh, Mieber sort of has that that stereotypical prototype kind of Napoleon complex, right? He's he's a uh, He's making up for his lack of height with a with a with a big uh, attitude <laughs> and and, and uh, some big energy that that maybe doesn't uh, match up with his skill set and 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 he has to kind of come back down to earth uh, in this episode to to achieve the mission right like he can't just boss these droids around they're not going to do what he wants them to do because again they are a life form they have personality they have their own way of doing things. R2 in particular is a, is a prime example of this, but we get to see a much more personality from various, from very different astromech droids in this episode, and I think it's a really, really fun. And and Mieber has to come to the realization that he can't just order them around. Droids are sort of the droids of the Star Wars universe are quirky to say the least, but they have their personalities and they get their they get things done in their own way. And 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 Mieber has to sort of come to that realization if he's going to achieve the mission and get the promotion that he thinks he's going to be deserving of once uh, you know they achieve their goal. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. I went on way longer in this opening than I intended to, but it is what it is. Uh, pay special attention to the beginning of the episode. You'll notice that the traditionally yellow uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars logo, uh, which we have seen in red, when for the signaling the return of Darth Maul, it is now blue in tribute to R2-D2, and it stays blue for the next four 
episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars. All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. Again, this is Secret Weapons, episode 10 of season 5. You know what to do. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Time is not on our side, so I'll make this short. You droids have been chosen for a very important mission. There's an encryption module on board this Separatist dreadnought. This device is scrambling all Separatist communication in the region. We believe you five can get behind enemy lines, infiltrate the vault without drawing attention to yourselves, and steal that encryption module. So there's Mace Windu laying out the mission parameters. If you're a fan of World War II stuff, <laughs> history, or even just the movies themselves, uh, you might notice there's a bit of a similarity here uh, with the Enigma device, you know, the, 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 the code, uh, the the encoding machine that the, that the Germans had that that was giving the Allies uh, fits and and until they were able to recover one were they not able to uh, crack these these you know uh, German military codes so something sort of similar going on here with this storyline they need this this device so they can crack the code because they believe there's a major offensive coming to the Republic and so they want to get ahead of that as much as they can. Uh, as Mace is finishing his speech is when we are introduced to WAC-47, who, I'm sorry, it's 49, WAC-49, who makes his way into the room, and it's a, it's a, again, WAC comes off strong, <laughs> and, and Mace kind of wants to put him in his place, so as, as Mace tells him to fall in line with the rest of the droids, uh, he does so in a very interesting fashion. Now, as I mentioned before, each, each of these droids that we meet in this is with their their Jedi partner for the most part again Ayla Sakara Terra Sanube and Thangala Jor, and then it, it's C Clone Commander Neo who brings in WAC forty nine, but again uh, uh, WAC has a lot of personality and and he's going to assert it really again we're going to get to know him real quick here uh, and this is an amusing bit I like this. So I hear we're going to be taking out Separatists. <laughs> I will be honest. Some of you may not make it back. What, why is he looking at me? Uh, were you just looking at me? There you go. See, that's a good bit. <laughs> and now we're going to get our introduction to to the Colonel himself, Mieber Gaskin. So I really like the way that, that Mace goes about introducing uh, uh, Mieber, right, the colonel, and uh, building him up as like this great kind of like war hero. He's been with us since the Battle of Geonosis, one of our top strategic minds. And then the door opens, and we kind of pan down to the, the the diminutive stature of Colonel Mieber Gaskin. So again, we get that diminutive diminutive stature of him. But again, this is Star Wars, and we're not supposed to think bad things just because someone's not like the prototypical hero type. You know, that doesn't mean they can't do the amazing things that we know that people in Star Wars can do. Uh, but again, they, they sort of seem to be leaning into this this small man Napoleon complex kind of thing with, with Mieber. And, and that's okay. We're going to do this thing. But let's kind of hear how he addresses the droids here. He takes over the briefing from Mace uh, and basically it excuses the Jedis there so that he can, he can talk directly to the droids and sort of issue the plan of action here. So let's go ahead and kind of hear and get the first taste of Mieber's bluster. Now I'm only going to say this once, so turn up your audio inputs. Once we're inside the cruiser, we make our way to Sea Deck. That's where their communication center is housed. 
We bypass security here and here, divert the super battle droids here, then we break the vault code, beat the swarm mine, steal the encryption module, and return home in time for my promotion ceremony to Brigadier General. Are we clear? Uh, uh. Good. That's what I like. No questions. So there you go. Our first taste of, of Meaver. And the plan's so simple, right? It's like, defeat the battle droids, get past these mines, do the thing, get the thing, go home, get promotions. Bada bing, bada, bada boom. It's Star Wars. It's not going to work like that. And again, the, the, the droids, um, they're not like the droids of the Separatist Army. That's sort of like the, sort of the, the key distinguishing thing we have to remember here. The Separatist droids are very much like the more typical mindless automatons that we're sort of used to in, in much science fiction and much, you know, anything depicting robots. The, the Separatist army droids are much more like that. You know, the, the, per the personalities are turned a lot lower than they are for the, for the Astro droids, for any of the, of the good guy droids in, in Star Wars. Uh, but you like, I, I like the Star Wars droids having these great personalities, so it's a lot of fun to see these sort of droids contrasting against the droids of the Separatist army. So now Maskum's taking them over to maintenance because each of the droids is going to get something uh, done to aid them on the mission. And, you know, for for R2, that's getting uh, enhanced rocket boosters. For QTKT, that's getting uh, this, this like little probe thing that, that will take control of the mines when that part of the plan comes to be. Uh, so they're, they're all getting enhanced. One's going to get like a fancy laser cutter. And then unfortunately, one droid's getting his memory banks taken out because they want to be able to put a command center in his dome for Mieber Gaskin to sit in and, and kind of, you know, be boots on the ground with the whole situation. So that poor droid's going to have a rough go of things to begin with. I had some issues with that. You know, taking out a droid's memory bank seems like a basically, you know, like you're lobotomizing the droid. Uh, that upset me a little bit. Uh, but as we are entering this this area here, you know, from the briefing room now over to maintenance, uh, this is going to be one of our first moments of of, of whack and and Mieber kind of getting into it and, and, and kind of seeing how they're going to be each other's foils in this episode. And, and I want to go ahead and play that first kind of combative verbal sparring between the two. Over here, you mechs, front and center. This is Dr. Gubak. He uh, is... Uh, Corporal? Colonel. Right. Well, I just want to set the record straight. I am not a mech. You called us all mechs back there, but as you can see, I am a whack. Granted, my master is not a Jedi, but I am a different class of droid. Better engineering. As I was saying, before I was rudely interrupted... All right, so he's just going to lay out what enhancements each of the droids is going to get to make the mission objectives uh, more achievable. Oh, and just for the record, uh, Dr. Gubacher is super weird. <laughs> like, I, I, uh, they, 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 I think they're trying to give like a, a very big mad scientist kind of vibe off of him. Um, it's, it's, you know, we've seen his species in prior episodes, um, but to, to sort of see this one as like a mad scientist kind of character is very, very interesting. The way he's kind of moves around the droids. Pay attention to like the way he's moving around, the way he sort of caresses the droids at certain times. It's very, very strange, but interesting. It's an interesting visual performance. So our robot companions, our droid companions, take off for the mission, and now it's all about getting aboard that Separatist Dreadnought. And how do we do that? Well, Gaskin has a plan to, to do that, 
But good thing Wack has his own plan. He takes it upon himself to show some initiative to the colonel, who he keeps calling Corporal. And and again, it's is is Wack coming off too strong? Are you are you upset that this droid just can't follow simple instructions? Uh, or you know you got to allow for the, the 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 personalities of the droids, right? At least I think so. <laughs> you know this is this is the classic Homer Simpson moment of of broken or made better. And uh, according to Wack, he's making the plan better. So let's go ahead and check this out. As as uh, as Gaskin's not going to be real delighted with what. <laughs> with what Wack has done to gain access to the, the Separatist Dreadnought. All right, Cyclops, listen up. I want you to alert me when we near the Dreadnought. I have a plan on how to attract their attention. Relax. I already took care of it. What do you mean? What did you do? I put us on a collision course with the Dreadnought. It's a great plan. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. And while it may not be what Gaskin wants to have happen, it works. They are able to be on the ship. They get brought in by via tractor beam. And battle droids come to search the ship looking for life forms, looking for Republic soldiers, looking for anything. Uh, and it's, again, sort of like this, this weird uh, droid racism exists between the battle droids and, and, the, and the astro droids as, as the battle droids are just very dismissive. To the, to the astromechs and <laughs> but again you, you get a little bit of that too from you know we heard it in the last clip Gaskin you know derogatorily referring to to Wack as Cyclops because he's got the, like the one optic center right calling him Cyclops not calling him by his by his designation you know it's it's uh it's droid racism at its finest and and Gaskin is gonna have to learn by the end of this episode to to be a better commander in, the, in that sense. So our, our droids are able to, uh, they're going to be escorted by some battle droids for interrogation to see what they know, get whatever's out of their memory banks, you know, any kind of intel that the Separatists can use. And our droids turn the table on those battle droids pretty quickly and, and, and eliminate them. Now it's time for the next part of the plan, and then we'll let Mieber lay it out for us. All right, listen up. The next phase of my plan is to reach Sea Deck. We'll take this path here. Since the mechs won't draw much attention, we'll go in a convoy. Cyclops, you lead the way. If anyone asks, you're taking the droids on a repair job. Got it? Yes, sir. Uh, Captain. It's Colonel. I swear, Cyclops, you are going to drive me crazy. So as we progress our way through the Separatist Dreadnought, each of the droids is going to have the specific task to perform. You know, one's about to do the laser cutter. Um, and... Wack is the one who is sort of trying to remind the droids, like, hey, before you use your laser cutter, remember how powerful it was when you got it installed. You got to make sure your clamps are on so that you don't fly backwards. Well, uh, it's, he says it's too late. But at least he was making the effort because because uh, Amoeber doesn't say anything. Amoeber is, is just, he's just making this presumption uh, that they're going to do and execute the way that he has it in his mind. He's not being an effective communicator, which is bad leadership in my humble opinion. Uh, uh, Wack is, is trying, but this this laser discharge <laughs> going off uh, begins to, to signal the Separatists that maybe there's something going on in Sea Deck they should start paying attention to. Sir, there was a temporary power loss on Sea Deck. Has the power been reestablished? Yes. 
It was only a temporary fluctuation. But again, just the first sign that they're paying attention to. The next time something bad happens on the sea deck, they're going to know about it. All right, so the plan's going, it's unfolding really, really well. Uh, uh, Wax is even able to dis to distract some super battle droids, get them locked into a storage closet while he's running tests under the guise of running tests. And they're like, sort of like, that's weird, but okay, well, you know, you said you're here from Grievous, so we, we, we believe you. Why not? Meanwhile, something bad's about to happen. And again, you'll, you'll hear Wack try to step up and, and, and be the leader trying to remind the droids, like BZ in particular, is about the one that's getting into trouble. And BZ is the one that Gaskin is housed inside. They, 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 he's the droid. BZ is the droid they had removed the memory banks from so that Gaskin could put in his command center in his dome. And he's about to do something. And let, let's go ahead and check it out because this is, this is when things take a turn. We need to keep moving. BZ, open the Commvault security door. Uh, make sure it is not booby-trapped. You blockhead! Now we're going to lose manual override! Alright, so I'm going to pause it right there because it is going to take a turn here and uh, listen to the emotion from the droids. The realization of what's just happened. And Gaskin has to face up to what he's done here. You... you terminated BZ. It's not my fault he fried his circuitry. I didn't tell that nitwit to attack the access panel. So what do we do now, Corporal? Look, we can still salvage this mission. If one of you could just... You need to re-access that panel, and we have to open that comm vault door fast and grab the encryption module before we're caught red-handed. No, I will not do it myself. I'm an officer. I've got no experience in this type of uh, crisis maneuver. All right, so this is what we're, we're finding out about. But yeah, some big learning lessons, learning points here. Pay attention. This is, this is important stuff. And whack again, going to put him on the spot. You fought in the Battle of Genosis. That did not prepare you for a crisis? Well, uh, technically I didn't <clears throat> fight in that battle. I'm a, a military analyst by trade and... You are a map reader? I love the droids laughing. That's great stuff. <laughs> and then, again, Wax is going to put Gaskin's feet to the fire here. He's going to put him on the hot seat, if you will. And this is good. This is... Gaskin has to learn... That he can't just, you know, be like this. Be this. This is not the way to be an effective leader, even of even, especially looking down at droids. You know, believing them to be subservient to you. It's it's not how this works. I am an accomplished battlefield strategist. I analyze the enemy terrain and plot a course to victory. In other words, you read maps. You're off base here, Cyclops. I was chosen for my fearsome cunning, although my size may have played a small factor. But do not think for a moment that Colonel Mieber Gascon is going to relinquish command of this mission. I have waited a lifetime for this opportunity, and some ragtag collection of droids is not going to deny me my destiny. So one way or another, I will open that Commvault door! And meanwhile, R2-D2 has just opened the Commvault door. 
Oh, there. Just like I planned it. Now, we're going to infiltrate this vault, neutralize the swarm mines, and then secure the encryption module. Any questions? Have you ever been in a battle before? No, I have not. But if you'd care to see what I'm made of, we can go to war right now, you and me, and probably get ourselves captured by the Separatists. Or we can execute my plan and come out of this mission looking like heroes. The choice is yours, Cyclops. First of all, my name is Wack. Second of all, we will execute your plan. But you have to stop calling us stupid names, Shorty. Very well, Whack. I'll play nice, but only until one of you screws up again. Turning point has been achieved. And they go, the rest of the droids, they're going to go. Fit, they're going to go to complete the mission, with BZ down behind them, and they're not happy about that. You can tell, <laughs> and rightly so. And good for Whack and the rest of the droids standing up for themselves. I thought that was awesome. I love it. Meanwhile, all the shenanigans are not going unnoticed up on the command deck of the Dreadnought. Sir, there has been another disturbance on C deck. I will investigate this situation personally. There you go. So now um, QT is going to get the get the mines, and again we're we're going to get into the big third act here with some conflict, as the separatists are going to come around and find the droids attempting to steal the encryption module. They turn off the gravity. There's some good stuff in here. I'm going to find a nice sound clip and kind of summarize the end of the battle here. But it, it, it a lot of it relies on on Mieber Gascom realizing that. He's in this with the droids, and the droids are in this with him, and they need each other to complete the mission, and they have to work together, and they have to be kind of like equal partners all the way around. You know, it's each one's got to pull on the rope in the same same way, same strength, or they're all going to be in trouble here and not make it out, get captured by the separatists, get turned into scrap. All those scenarios are on the table. So I very much enjoy how the how this this action sequence ends here. Once the gravity is restored, and everyone's crashing back down, and the strategy the the, the strategy bot. The separatist strategy droid, if you will, uh, grabs mask, uh, grabs Mieber Gascom and begins like like he's gonna crush him, and that's when R2 releases his suction cup, plummets down, crushing the strategy droid, and severing its head. <laughs> it, nice little resolution here, but again, this is like a, a this is sort of like D Squad coming together as a team, right, to achieve the goal. I'll take that. <laughs> Good work, R2. Let's move it out, D-Squad! <laughs> Alright, and now we come up to my... The, the, the part that gets me... No droid left behind. What are you doing? We're going to get caught! <laughs> R2 says we cannot leave BZ behind. R2's right. We can repair him on the shuttle. There's trouble on C-Deck. Report there immediately. 
And that familiar warning klaxons. I love that. I love hearing that. Gets me all pumped. I think it's a Rogue One. Thinking of Rogue One. Anyways. <laughs> Just because you know that was blaring through the trailers for Rogue One. Anyways, I'm, I'm reminiscing needlessly. Let's go ahead and finish up this episode. Hang on. And we're going to do that by showing more battle droids being mean to other droids. Get out of the way, you stupid Astromax. So another perfect <laughs> moment of battle droids being just dumb, dumb, dumb. Uh, they're confined to their programming in bad, bad ways. Because uh, Mieber Gascom hiding on the back of U- U9's uh, swivel head. They don't even see him, and he's got the, the encryption module right behind him. Funny thing about droids, last thing they'd expect to betray them, another droid. <laughs> D-Squad, let's go home. All right, and that's what pretty much what they're going to do. Let's go ahead and wrap up this episode right here as our friends take off from the Separatist Dreadnought. My first mission, a rousing success, and a brilliant plan if I do say so myself. I agree, R2. The team's execution was not too shabby. (laughs) Who knows? You droids might just make decent soldiers after all. (laughs) Oh, and uh, you too, Whack. Yes, sir, Colonel. There you go. And Whack finally calls the Colonel Colonel. And uh, we seem to have a really solid ending to this episode. Seems like Mascom about <laughs> Mieber Gascom has has learned some humility. Has learned to rely on the on the, on the, each of the unique characteristics of that that these droids have to bring to the table to achieve the mission and 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 be successful. And and that's going to get pushed to the limits in the next installment. <laughs> Just wait. I can't wait to talk to you all about Sunny Day in the Void. Again, the most probably the most maligned episode of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, that exists in the world. I dig this episode. I think it's a lot of fun. I like the arc overall, but I think this is a really solid first episode, first beginning here. You know, you have like the Enigma machine kind of parallel. Uh, you know, some World War II kind of thing, throwbacks, callbacks, whichever you will. And I dig that. I'm, I'm into that. I'm here for that. And, you know, again, a lot of so much of Star Wars from George Lucas is, is, is from 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 the mind of Lucas was was sort of inspired by, you know, World War II fighters and, and World War II movies and, and the, the whole history of the of the, of the conflict. Uh, so you, you, it's very much paying homage to its roots. So I like I really dig this episode. This is eight buckets for me. I love the droids. I think they're fantastic. And again, Wack comes off a little strong at first. He comes on a little strong at first, but by the end of the episode, uh, you know, when he has that moment in the middle of, of the of the section of the episode, uh, putting Ma- Mieber Gascom's feet to the fire, if you will, uh, he really comes into his own, and and uh, I, I like him a lot. Obviously, we like R two. We love the Astro Droids. So good, good stuff. I'm really into it. I'm here for all four of these droid-based episodes. D-Squad, baby. Let's do this. We're going to crush it. We are going to crush it 
so bad with these D-Squad episodes because I might, I don't know about how other Star Wars podcasts look at the D-Squad episodes, but I am here for them all day, er day, all right? <laughs> Let's go ahead and wrap this puppy up. Thank you so much for listening to the show. As always, I truly, truly appreciate everyone who takes the time to download, listen, and share the show on social media. You are all the best, kindest, most wonderful people. You are the uh, the shining example of what Star Wars fandom is supposed to be. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please make sure you're reaching out to us on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter, Instagram. You can email the show longform, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. If you want to support the show, uh, take a few minutes. Give us a sweet, sweet, sweet five-star review. Those are really, really helpful. And I truly appreciate everyone who takes the time to do it. And if you didn't before, you can do it again. They don't stop you. Just hit those fives. Boom. Change the game. Truly appreciate it. Thank you. But yeah, they really do help the small podcasts uh, get a little extra attention from the algorithm who likes to ignore us so, so often. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you want to become an official Mandovision maniac, if you want to join Buckethead Nation, you can do that over at patreon.com forward slash Mandovision. You can join the maniacs and gain access to sweet, sweet, sweet bonus content, which is usually you know, at least one to two show, extra shows a month. Not always Star Wars based, and uh, you know, kind of like some blog type posts and, and sharing of, of of new trailers and things that are catching my eye, things that are interesting, just kind of like talking point things. Uh, thank you to our current current man of Vision Maniacs, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bayho, Jeff Nail, Jeff's co-hosting the Ringing Ear, a podcast I wish would come out more often. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing here in San Diego and Baltimore, Maryland, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, the Silent Assassin, he who should not be, he who should not be named, excuse me, and Syndicate Ram, co-host of Come On! It's Still Good! A great movie podcast that comes out all the time. So be sure to check those out. And thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone for sticking around. New Patreon show. There's probably one out there for you. Don't worry. It's there. All right. Let's get out of here. We'll be back next week with another shining installment of the D-Squad entries. And the most, again, the most infamous, potentially, depending on your point of view, of the entire Star Wars, the Clone Wars run, A Sunny Day in the void. All right, Bucketheads, let's do this. You know this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I would like to see the baby.